Hello, everybody. This is Bill Asher, and to some people, I'm known as the guru of pro wrestling journalism. Well, I'm glad to be here, right here on the Squared Circle. This time, we're going to pour our Kool-Aid down the throats of a new global audience that's going to learn that it all started here tonight. It's 2023, it's January 3rd, it's TSC, and we are back. Coming up on this edition, we're going to be talking all about the top and the worst of 2022. See you after this. Welcome everyone to the Squared Circle for the 20. 23, I was going to say the 23rd century, but that's really not right because that's the original series of Star Trek and I actually mean 2023 and the 3rd of January. It's been a really stressful time trying to get this show recorded. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's been challenging, hasn't it, really? It's been something. <laughs> be it, it's been, it, there's been something. I don't know what it is, but there's been something. But a happy new year, everybody. Andy Evans here, of course, joined, as always, by my long-suffering tag team partner. He is, of course, manager extraordinaire of uh, EWE, UKPW, and various promotions across the country. He is commentator extreme. It is Stefan Bennett. Stefan, happy new year to you, my friend. How you doing? Happy New Year to you. Well, it's been a really difficult festive period. I know people have probably been thinking, well, where, where's the episodes been and everything? Unfortunately, work's been a pain in the rear end for you, as well as uh, something which many of us, and I'm sure many of our listeners, listeners and their friends and family have suffered. There's been illnesses going around. And unfortunately, yeah, those things got in the way. But we are back. It is a new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Um yeah let's kick off 2023 with a bang absolutely so coming up on the show this week and just to just to kind of collaborate what stefan just said there so i actually came down with covid um and then i got the virus i got the flu virus after that so yeah hence why there's been no show um because i haven't had a voice but we're back now and that's the main thing and one thing that is very big this year my friend is getting you guys involved in the show. We were talking about it last year, but this year we're really going to ramp it up. Uh, contact us on 077-243-12752 on WhatsApp. Um, you can join the Facebook page at allthefacebooks.com. All the Facebooks? What is going on? Um, the Squared Circle Podcast. You can Instagram us at TSC Wrestling Podcast, or you can email Podcast 2022 at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at Wrestling tsc now coming up this week on the show it's going to be slightly different because we're going to do the news as we always do then we're going to have our debate topic talking about streaming surfaces because that was the original plan that we had back in the days of old and then we're going to look at the top and the worst of 2022 and some predictions for 2023 now i've already filled mine in so if Stefan's read the show plan, he's already going to know what I'm going to say. Plus, we are going to give you an update on the Prediction League, because obviously when we last did the show, again, when, you know, 
wheels were made of stone and you were using abacuses to actually calculate things, uh, there were two pay-per-view events. One was called NXT Deadline and the other one was ROH's Final Battle. We're not going to recap them. Don't worry. You can watch them on the WWE Network or on um, Fight Club or Honor Club, whatever it's called, from Ring of Honor. Who knows? We'll find out more in a second. But we will give you an update on those streaming services. There we go. Well, unfortunately, we're going to kick off, though, with a little bit of sad news, Dandy. Yeah, well, before we do that, let's let's go to the news. Uh, as we always do, this is Newsline. forgot how good that intro for uh, for the old school tna was now longtime impact wrestling commentator dom west passed away at the end of last year and it was made official by mike tenay his long-term partner who said on twitter i just heard from wife terry that our brother dom west deals will be spending new years in heaven terry said d-dub finally had to tap out from his match with lymphoma we bonded as soon as we met both as broadcast partners and friends years of great moments both off and on camera so west announced back in june 2021 that he had been diagnosed with a brain lymphoma he announced that the cancer was in remission in september of that year but began a second battle with cancer in december of 2021 dom west then announced in january of last year that the cancer had returned and this past summer, he had another setback as the fight continued. At one point, there were plans to undergo a stem cell treatment as part of that battle. But the tumour doubled in size, leading to doctors deciding that they had to cancel the stem cell treatment. West was scheduled to start a new, different treatment this past June. Now, following a successful career in sales that included a run with the Home Shopping Network, West began working with TNA in 2002 he did commentary and oversaw some of the biggest matches in the early days of impact wrestling he also hosted a midday sports talk show on sport radio in nashville from 2001 2008 and he returned to the broadcast booth in january of 2017 when he appeared at slammiversary he married his wife terry in 1992 and obviously all our thoughts and prayers go out to the friends and family of don west not least uh mike tenay and double j jeff jarrett who talked about it in his edition of the podcast that came out yesterday stefan what what are your memories of don west because you know for me i remember the the glory days of impact the glory days of tna when they first came out with it being don west and mike today and the energy and the enthusiasm that he had was unparalleled yeah. that's yeah uh, exactly that is enthusiasm passion that's what i what i love there are some people their faces that appear in promotions whether it be wwe tna uh maybe even aew um they have this infectious passion which almost you can relate to them in in many ways uh, i mean as an announcer myself yes it's a smaller promotion here in the uk but one thing um that i i always get told is about my my passion and that's the way i feel that's what i love certain announcers when when they do that that you know they they are first and foremost they're a fan and they're a fan living 
a dream in a brilliant position to um to, to deliver that passion whilst telling the stories that you're seeing uh, on your screens and don west uh was one of those few that ha- was very infectious mm. uh with his with his passion and and, and that and um and he was one one of my favorite announcers uh, in the modern era of professional wrestling and uh, it is such a such a sad thing that again you know heaven's gained another angel um yeah. uh, another one to add to heaven's roster uh, so to speak um but yeah it's um it's heartbreaking um he you know he obviously fought as hard as he could but um yeah unfortunately you know he's at peace now um and may he rest in peace well, let's go to some comments that were on the Facebook page. Um, Tom Williams, when I think of announced teams, I first think King and JR. Then I think Mike Tanay and Don West. And, and and for me, he's certainly on the Mount Rushmore of commentary teams. You know, when you think of Gorilla and Bobby Heenan and uh, Jesse and Gorilla and, and the King and JR, like they said, and even Michael Cole and Taz, you know, you, you put Mike Tanay and Don West in that, in that group. Francis oh, Reyes... One of my favorite TNA memories is with Don and Tanae on an impact. I think it was when Jeff Hardy said, look at the horror, which sounded a lot different. Like, look at the, I can't say the word, which turned out to be an old lady in the crowd. And again, those one-liners, even which those weren't meant to be humorous, uh, he had a way of delivering them. And Stephen Sutton, who news on Stephen a little bit later on, one thing that Don West did the best was describe how dangerous a spot was going to be whether it involved AJ or Jeff or members of the X division. And I think what you got to think about with Don West was he really brought back the fan to the commentary booth. You had the professor Mike Tanay, who nobody knows more about professional than, than Mike Tanay. We saw that on Nitro back in the day during the Monday Night Wars. He was the legit play-by-play. Don West was your commentary color. And yeah i loved it and i think impact missed something when they let them when they let them both go from the booth uh, and brought in josh matthews and taz but you know saying that what a way to be remembered and don west certainly should be in the impact hall of fame and i'll tell you what and i'm going to say this now what a lovely tribute by and a class act by wwe this past friday night on smackdown as we're taping this when they actually threw to a tribute uh to Don West. I mean, you wouldn't have got that in the old era, but no. classy, classy act by WWE. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the thing, you know, as, as a fan that gets very frustrated with all of these uh, limitations and, you know, the whole forbidden door uh, remaining shut between promotions and you can't mention, you know, sometimes like we say in the Vince era, you it's almost like you've got to pretend that other promotions and people don't exist outside <laughs> your own uh, it, it's it's it is heartwarming to see, and I applaud whoever's it, if it was Triple H, it was Triple H, whoever made that decision to acknowledge Don West uh, on on WWE programming. That was a lovely touch. It really, really was, yeah. and uh, rightly so as well. Absolutely right. Let's move. Let's move on uh, from that because we could talk about Don West. I'm sure for hours. And if you would like to leave us your memories of Don West, please do, and we will update you in a future show. But this week, Stefan is known really for two things was well, actually known for three things the first was the beginning of the great muta retirement tour which sure shinsuke nakamura go over him at pro wrestling noah the second is because obviously we're back on air 
<coughs> excuse me and the third is the fact that it's wrestle kingdom week and one person who we know is going to be in japan is sasha banks or mercedes venado but one person who is reportedly also heading to japan is her former tag team partner from wwe because naomi is also set to make her wrestle kingdom new japan debut at the tokyo dome in japan in an update a new report from pw insider notes that naomi is currently scheduled to be in japan this week they new japan sources wouldn't confirm that they're bringing her in they intimated that she was traving on her own accord so it may be a situation where Naomi is simply traveling to support her friend. It does remain to be seen if she makes a public appearance. Now, Banks or Venado has been in Japan for a few weeks now, preparing for her debut this coming Wednesday. She is rumored for a face-off with the IWGP Women's Champion Kairi, who will defend against Tam Nakano the same evening. Now, before we move on, to the next subject we're carrying on with Sasha Banks because Soraya um all elite wrestling Soraya has also made comment about Sasha saying I love the fact she took her career into her own hands she knows her worth she knows she wants to be treated a certain way and she deserves to be treated that way because she's done a lot of the wrestling business she's one of the girls that puts butts in seats and you want to see wrestle and you want to see main event Wherever she ends up, I'm going to be happy for her. And anyone that gets her is going to be very, very lucky. I just selfishly hope that I get to wrestle her one day. I don't know if she'd want to because she'd probably be too scared to wrestle me again. Of course, Sasha yeah. was the one known for putting Soraya out. So those two news stories, Soraya uh, putting over Sasha Banks, who is heavily rumoured to be the mystery tag team partner on January the 11th on Dynamite. Naomi, New Japan, what are we thinking? Well, first of all, I, I'm I'm a little surprised because I I assumed that um, uh, Mercedes uh, Sasha was was going to depart WWE anyway. We that was on the cards I think for a while. The, I, I'm a little surprised that um, Naomi, uh, obviously Trinity Fatu, um, I'm surprised she she's not going back to WWE. I actually thought she would be the one that did. So uh, I'm interested to see what they both do now. Um, I hope the Sasha Banks or the Mercedes Venado that we get in New Japan or AEW, wherever else she's going to end up uh, in a more permanent uh, place. I hope we get the Sasha Banks that we had in the NXT because I was a big, big fan of hers in NXT. And I felt that out of the four horse women, so to speak, out of her, Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Charlotte, I felt that she suffered the most um when moving up to the main roster i felt there was uh, a lot of bad uh, poor booking mm. uh, for her mm. i felt she wasn't as favored as uh, the other three were um and you know I, I really hope because i think as we know sometimes wrestling fans could be the best in the world sometimes it could be the worst fans in the world and there's a massive divided opinion over whether sasha Banks can really wrestle we know she can wrestle we watched her Iron Woman match with Bailey on NXT. We see them make history together. Those matches were match of the year candidates. They were good. And you don't get there if you can't wrestle. Um, so we know she can wrestle. I just hope that we get to see the best of her wherever she ends up. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with uh, Naomi. 
uh, what happens there. But I do think it's potentially a really good shout that she could actually end up being um, Soraya's mystery partner. Yeah, but isn't isn't she a risk? Isn't she a punk? You know, punk punk's got a bad attitude. In fact, you know, stories that's come out, it's not in the news line, but Dax Harwood's new podcast, FTR, with Dax Harwood has caught a lot of upset backstage at AEW because of comments about CM Punk. Um, isn't she a punk? She doesn't like something. She throws a strop. She takes a ball. She goes home. And that's the reputation she's got now. So if you were Tony Khan or even, you know, New Japan, would you not be concerned about bringing someone as volatile as Mercedes Venado into your organisation? I think someone like Tony Khan is a risk taker. I think he's the sort of person who would potentially give someone the benefit of the doubt. I mean, bringing CM Punk in, CM Punk already had a reputation before he went into AEW. Um, but they brought him in because he's money. He, mm. he, he draws crowds. He puts bumps mm. in seats. He sells tickets. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the female uh, wrestling uh, world, such men will do that. There will be people that would that are interested to see how she matches up against brand new opponents that we, we don't see her wrestle anymore uh, or have not seen wrestle yet. So I do think it's potentially a risk worth taking, but it could be the simple fact that Sasha had her attitude problem because of the environment she was in. She didn't like it. And, I, I'm, you know, it's the baseball. I mean, the thing with Dax Harwood, I don't really think he potentially really cares what other people think because he was being honest. And I always say, you know, regardless whether people agree with you or not, never apologise if it's your mm. truth. If that's how you genuinely feel, never apologise uh, for, for that. Um, so it, it, it's a risk, yes. Um, but I would hope that this time out she's had would also be a massive learning curve for her as well. And maybe she's uh, gone on a bit of self-discovery and, you know, and realised, hold on a minute, you know, I've got these brand new opportunities coming my way. I better make the most of them. And hopefully it works out for everybody involved. It's one of those things where we just have to watch his face. It's an interesting comment, isn't it? Because, you know, if you, if you think about AEW and, and I'm going to go down the AEW route for a minute, and then you look at impact, back in the day the comparison between them taking all of the ex wwe guys is synonymous with what impact did and they got slated for it but yet we're not slating AEW for it so i wonder parking that topic now that a debate topic that we do in an upcoming show should be has AEW made the wrong business model should they be focusing on new talent rather than hoarding Ex WWE, um, because we already know about the roster. We know about the comments on Myro. We know about the comments on um, Alberto Al- Idolo, whatever his name is. Malachi Black's unhappy, etc., etc., etc. So that's a topic for next week, and we want to know what you think about that as well across all of social media. So let us know. But it is going to be interesting, and I don't know where she's going to end up. As we're recording this, it's still Tuesday. Um, by the time we release it, Wrestle Kingdom will be aired uh, because obviously the time difference between China. So I will be catching up with Wrestle Kingdom to find out what happens with Sasha Banks and Mercedes Venado and if Naomi makes an appearance. One person, though, who has been making headlines thanks to an interview that my broadcast partner did. Now, the news reports are saying it's on the Retro Chat podcast. It is on the Retro Chat podcast because it's on our feed and I share the feed between TSC's own and Retro Chat. But a couple of weeks ago, you had the pleasure of sitting down with one Impact Knockout, Taya Valkyrie, and we released it as a New Year bonus show 
um, because of everything that had been happening with COVID. Now, why are we talking about this now? Because Taya Valkyrie mentioned the women's division in Impact and her comments have now been spread all over the wrestling news sites crediting retro chat so stefan congratulations first of all for a great interview with taya that is available now on both tsc and the retro chat feeds but specifically what did she have to say about the impacts knockouts division um yeah i uh, i came up with the questions and and i was so happy with her response because uh, uh she she was smiling and she actually applauded um when, uh, just before she gave her answer um, but she said, yes, I, I definitely think that we are just overall as a roster. I'm going to say this for all of Impact. We're a bunch of misfit toys and we all have to just work a lot harder sometimes to get the recognition when we are putting out a lot of work. For the women, we are given time. You will see more that one woman's match on an Impact show on a pay-per-view. The tag team titles are being pushed at the forefront along with multiple knockouts matches. From grub matches to death matches to last women standing and ultimate X and queen of the mountain and all that stuff. So it's, that's what sets us apart. And um, that is something which I'm so glad that she was able to, um, to answer the way, how in depth she went with that question. And um, it was, it was a wonderful interview. I, I was really uh, honored to have the opportunity. Um, so if you've not listened, check it out. But uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's wonderful that it's making the, uh, the news around the world of wrestling it's it's, it's wonderful even yeah. if they are picking it up on the wrong podcast feed but hey it's still tsc oh, well, so no. it's it's, there was it's, still linked. <laughs> it's still there it's all the same product uh but no congratulations great interview with with taya and thank you we will be releasing the video if you want to see stefan in one part of the screen taya in the other part of the screen in a Christmas jumper, uh, Taya, not not. Oh, Stephen. that was epic! I'm sorry, I have to shout out Taya there. The, her Christmas get up for that interview was amazing. The the black Santa hat and the uh, the pentagram Christmas jumper was just on fire. Don't give um, it away. So, yeah, don't give it away. Oh, if if yeah, you no, want to see it, so good. Just see it for yourselves. It was it was awesome. Absolutely if you want to awesome. see it, we will be releasing it on the YouTube uh, channel by the end of this week. All right, so you can listen to the full interview audio or you can watch it on the youtube channel later this week all right moving on with other news before we kick in uh, to a bit more about um wrestle kingdom 7 our favorite brit and the saga with the nwa has now come to an end because nick aldis is now a free agent uh he put on twitter that's it dude i know it's been suggested that there must be something else truthfully i want to explore free agency I want to be free of a contract. I want to be free of a brand commitment of any type and see what comes next. He continues to say that it's just time to move on. He has businesses and he feels like he can contribute to another company, whether or not he's on brand or he's not. So he's done. Uh, Nick Aldis is gone from from NWA. Is he going to appear at the WWE Royal Rumble later this month. Is Mickey James going to appear at the WWE Royal Rumble later this month? I, I was just about to actually go I Royal see. Rumble. I, 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 right. We, we've, right, this is the scenario. I can see Nick Aldis as a participant, as a surprise participant in the Royal Rumble, whether it will lead to a contract for him to be in NXT or on the main roster. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% convinced. Um, I would like to see him at least have a run um, 
you know, uh, he's not getting younger, but I, I'd, I'd love to see him uh, have a run there and face some 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 new new faces. Mickey James, I think, is a good shout. Did it um, last year, and the fact that I, I still love the fact that they recognised her as the uh, in, well, what they called her, the Impact Women's Champion, and was the the Knockouts Champion, and she came out to Hardcore Country. That was an amazing. It was it was something that was so great to see. And I really hope we might get a, uh, a repetition of that um, this well, year. You're going to have to wait until the next segment because is Nick Aldis part of my predictions for 2023? Hmm. That kind of indicates, yes, he is. But you'll have to find out <laughs> how in, in just a second. Uh, one person who also has really kind of, um, well, set the internet alight, but for various different reasons, not only because she got released from NXT, but she's now become a millionaire, is Mandy Rose. Um, <laughs> this is a story that I don't think anybody could have predicted because it was two days after deadline, Rox, Roxy wins the NXT championship from Mandy in an un, in an unbooked, unexpected match. It wasn't meant to happen until New Year's Evil uh, next week. Um and then straight after NXT, and I mean literally straight after NXT, Mandy Rose is released because of content that she's put up on OnlyFans or on her private pay site portal, which has now made her a millionaire. I mean, if that's not sticking two fingers up to WWE because she's still in the news, I don't know what. But does it really make a difference? Should it make an impact on what somebody does outside of the confines of the business. Now, they're saying they've released her because of a morality clause in her contract, yet Tommy Dreamer went on Busted Open literally 24 hours after the news broke and said, Impact will sign you. We will bring you in. AEW are talking about bringing her in, right? She is a good worker now, and she's made her mark. Yeah. Um I've, I, I love Mandy Rose. She is one of my favourites. Um, and she earned the right to be one of my favourites, although it's not really significant for her personally. But uh, because she was someone that you kind of... It was one of those... She, she seemed to be one of those um, members of the roster that you felt was there more based on the looks than the talent. But the move to NXT, back down to NXT you know, just reignited something and it made her a better worker. She was impressive and uh, I love the whole toxic attraction thing. I, I think that was one of the best things going. Um, for a company that was promoting Playboy years back and, and having female members of the roster appearing in Playboy, I mean, I'm not being funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I've seen some of the stuff that's done the rounds and everything like that. I don't actually think there was anything overly bad about or, or inappropriate about. Them. I think what, what um, what's I, really... I think what's been leaked is some of the light stuff. There has been some 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 very risky content being released, and it, it yeah. makes you wonder because it was Michaels who it was Sean who approached Triple H about it after Albert apparently mentioned it to him. Um, it's behind a paywall. Okay, it's it's yes. not freely accessible. It's not something that you can just go and do. You've got to sign up for it. You've got to have a credit card. You you you're paying like forty bucks, forty dollars a month to be able to access this OnlyFans site. I don't subscribe just to adding it. To the listeners, just adding as you can hear, Andy sounds like a proper specialist in this subject. 
Yeah, I was just I was just adding that in, right? I do not subscribe to it, but I've obviously done my research for this show. Yes, um, there's a viral picture going around in my days on TWS where I got photoshopped oh, in the same with Tammy Six. Yeah, not funny. <laughs> really not funny. Thank you, Dan Barnstall. Um, uh, that was on my honeymoon, just so people know. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Ouch. I don't quite know how it happened either. Um, anyway. But I was going with that. Um, but yeah, I, bring it back on track. You throw me off. This is not fair. Yeah. I think Sorry. it's behind the paywall, right? I, I just think it's a bit double standard. But then, you know, I'm a Mandy Rose fan. I think where she's come from tough enough back in the day to where she is now is second to none. And it's an Apollo Crews story, isn't it? You know, Apollo Crews was being wasted on the main roster. He's gone back yeah. to the NXT He's changed. He's revitalized himself. She has rebuilt herself. I feel sorry for her because I think she deserved a run on the main roster and she deserved a run for the women's title. Now, I hope that instead of all this talk about Sasha going to AEW, that it's Mandy Sachs. Although she can't. She's on a 90-day non-complete. Sign her, bring her in, one of the two main companies, and give her the run. She'll be back in WWE in 12 months. I should be back in WWE. There's, I, I'm, I've no doubts about that whatsoever. I, I, I still personally think she'll be back in WWE um, by the summer. Uh, I would even go as far to say as that. I, I would. Um, I, thought you I don't were, know if she wants. Do you know what I thought you were going to say then? She'd be back by the end of January. She'll be the surprise entry in the Royal Rumble. And all- Who knows? Who, who knows? This is the thing. Who knows what goes on behind scenes sometimes with certain discussions. But it depends how much of a subscriber yes, Triple H is to OnlyFans. Well, yeah. Well, um, I just it, it was harsh. Um, I mean, what you know, like I said, it was behind a paywall. So I mean, and the fact is, I th- I, I'm assuming uh, that if you've got to use a credit card, obviously you've got to prove, have a proof of age anyway. So you're not going to have minors yeah. uh, being yeah. uh, exposed to that sort of content. Um, but fair play to her becoming a millionaire just like that. It's, yep. it's exceptional and fair play to her. Um, I, 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 I would hope that she's hoping on a return to WWE and she holds off going elsewhere. But I want her to be able to um, to perform her craft where she, she can be happy and she can do so. But I would love a toxic attra- uh, attraction reunion um, at, on the main roster. Um, I would love... Maybe, you know, I can see if, if let's say for argument's sake, playing devil's advocate, as we sometimes do here on uh, uh, TSC, um, the Raw Rumble, Toxic Attraction are in the Rumble. They're having a face off, uh, a three versus two in the ring. All of a sudden, the countdown comes down. Boom. Mandy Rose comes out and it's three on three in the Rumble. Um, and there we go. I, I think there would be a huge pop. It would um, be a brilliant draw. Uh, but. Whether it would happen, who knows? This I, is the thing. Like you know, we're back to going to this. Oh, who's gonna make? Who's gonna make be a surprise I, entrant? You know, we're not having things ruined for us. Thing all the is, time I, anymore. I don't think Toxic Attraction need to bring Mandy Rose back as their backup because if that happens, the hottest female on NXT at the moment could easily step in. 
Andy, we're not like. Are, Caden are, are we, Do we really have to? Do we Caden have to Chance. name drop Nikita Lyons today? Uh, did I say Nikita Lyons? I said Caden Chance. No, but everyone knows you were you were talking about Nikita. Yeah, I was Lyons. talking about Nikita Lyons. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, in the long term, absolutely, toxic attraction don't need Mandy Rose, but it would be, you know, I think it's a case of bringing her back in um, to where she she left off. Mm. Uh, and then kind of just have a little bit of the the, the, the final mm. run with uh, Gigi Agreed. and JC and then move on from them to and do her thing um, herself. Yes. Uh, so who knows? But I, I, I'm I relatively, I'm, I would say I'm 90% certain I think she'll be back in WWE by the summer. Well, let's see what happens on the road to SummerSlam because one person who we never expected to go back to New Japan, is Carl Anderson. He is going to defend the Never Openweight title against Tamatonga at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, now, although Anderson and Gallows returned to the WWE, they were allowed to make their commitment to New Japan. But that's where it gets a bit awkward because AEW and New Japan have a working relationship. And Rocky Romero told Fightful Select that he speaks with Khan, Tony Khan, quite frequently. And he told him about what was happening with the WWE and with New Japan. He said that Khan isn't shy about asking either and noted that he understood why it was happening. Now, regarding Kenny Omega's return to New Japan, Romero said he believes Omega forecasted his return before it was even a done deal. He said he doesn't think a deal was in place at the time of the Forbidden Door show, but he was thinking ahead. He also said that the brawl-out suspension caused a pause in the talks because nobody knew what would happen. New Japan worked with Barry Bloom on making this happen. Now, what is interesting is, obviously, if you go to Dynamite, the trio's best of seven, the Young Bucks have pushed it, or the Elite have pushed it to, an, to another match. That's not going to be happening this week. No. So they've no, kind of, AEW have kind of shot themselves in the foot because Kenny Omega is going to be in Japan. He's not going to be on Dynamite. Well, that's it as well. And, and I have to actually applaud, I really loved the uh, showdown at the conference uh, with yeah. Omega. Uh, um, hearing Omega's uh, New Japan theme hit in as well, which which was a nice uh, touch. Um I, do you know, that's something I, I do love about, you know, we, we've had it with Jericho and that before, where in New Japan, they seem to have this other start, this other gimmick, almost this other alter ego. I love the way they, they can go back and separate. I, I love all that. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, and I do think AEW have re, uh, gonna uh, falter for that one. It's, uh, it, it, it is bizarre. Um it- but I mean, it also explains when he was talking about Carl Anderson uh, a moment ago. Explains why he was absent on on Raw yeah. last night. Uh, Gallows was there on his own, obviously as well. Uh, AJ Styles suffered a broken ankle, unfortunately, at a house show at the end of the year. Um, so um, yeah, it's, it is. It'll be interesting because AEW not having him and. It, it is a bit of a strange one. Well, you talk about injuries. Rollins also did his knee last night on Monday Night Raw. The same knee yes. that he did in 2015. So you've got to think, between him and Becky Lynch, they're really looking after childcare, aren't they? You know? Yeah, Because one of them is working, one of them is at home. <laughs> That, that's it yeah very bad it was, a, it was a decent match between Rollins and Theory last night it was uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just hope that Rollins obviously when when you know it was a severe injury 
previously mm. when someone re-injures that you just hope to yeah. God, it's not as anywhere near as serious as what the previous one was. Well, um, so let's let's hope it's not. Well, as we finish up the news line before we move into the next segment, we are going to be talking about Will Ospreay, who of course is going to be facing Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom Seven, um, and that is one of the big main events. But the marquee match on the card is still Kazuki Okada versus Jay White for the IWGP World Heavyweight Title. And if there's anyone out there with enough credentials to break down how the match would play out, it would be Will Ospreay, who wrestled Okada in the main event of last year's Wrestle Kingdom. Now, speaking with Sports Kida, Ospreay attempted to predict how Okada versus White will play out. And while doing so, he couldn't help but take a shot at White, who previously compared his title run to Ospreay's current IWGP US Championship. Osprey said it's a hard one. Statistic wise, you would have to say Jay, but wrestling Okada in the Tokyo Dome and wrestling Jay in many singles in the G1s, Okada is another animal when it's a big match stipulation and there's no bigger stage than the Tokyo Dome. So Jay will have to bring everything he can. The stats don't lie. Jay's very underrated and he doesn't get the followers that he does deserve. Now, that's mainly, he continues, because his championship run has been undermined by my championship run. That's where he really needs to break away. And if he does defeat Okada, he'll define that because right now the title that I hold in many fans' eyes is kind of meaningless because it's the US championship in Japan. But because I hold it, it makes my championship way more desirable than the World Heavyweight Championship. Okada, Osprey, yeah. sorry, continued by saying that Okada and White will have a tough battle on their hands as they have been tasked with following the US title match. So I'm predicting it right now. Will Osprey will go over Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Jay White will go over Okada. And then the next feud is going to be White versus Okada. But to solidify the US and the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I'll make a unification. Yeah, I can see that. I was actually, before um, Osprey came out and made those comments, I actually thought uh, Jay White may may drop the title. Um, I, uh, I just felt that it was it was on the cards. Uh, I mean, a- anyone who knows me, uh, Switchblade Jay White's my favourite wrestler in the world. Yeah. Uh, he, he is very underrated. Uh, sometimes I do wish he would move on to... Uh, a, a more bigger known promotion outside of Japan, um, uh, more regular, just to, to show what he can do because I think he's one of the absolute best uh, workers there are. Um, it, there's nothing the guy can't do. Um, but yeah, after the comments from Osprey, I'm in agreement with you, Andy. I do think that's what they're setting up for. Um, but initially, before Osprey made those comments, I, I was a little bit edging towards uh, Okada taking the title off of. Yeah. why I, I was but um but yeah i think that that's what they're going for it's going to be interesting to see what they do with with omega with osprey with okada and with white because it's all going to come down to new year's dash the following night really if omega goes over osprey um does that mean he's now back with new japan and he's on a more uh, you know a more intensive schedule or is he going to be playing dual with nj with new japan strong in the us yeah. and with dynamite You've got to think Tony Khan would want some sort of payoff for letting one of his EVP go over to 
New Japan. And then you've got to think you've potentially got the rematch between Osprey and Omega at an AEW event, you know, a pay-per-view event. On the other hand, Osprey retains it, beats Omega. You know, that's a feather in the cap of, of Will Osprey faces jay white you've got a built-in guaranteed five-star feud it's it's gonna be yeah. i don't know which way it's gonna go and I'm, I'm looking forward to it i don't follow much new japan religiously a i don't have time and b i don't have new japan world but i am really focused on this wrestle kingdom 17 event it looks like it's gonna be an absolute cracker i can't wait to watch it yeah yeah i i, I agree um you know new japan is something I, I i sort of dabble in here and there i keep up with the the news and what's going on etc but watching it um it, it's it's finding the time and, and and that to do so but yeah i'm completely in, in agreement with you which doesn't always happen uh, hey, but i am um, in agreement with you i think it's i think it's um gonna be a terrific show Absolutely. all right well, as we are going out to the music of the Switchblade, Jay White, let's go to our first break of the evening. When we come back, it's the debate topic all about streaming services in wrestling. We'll see you after this. Circle. Be sure to check it out, and if you ever see Andy the show, go up, kick him in the dinger. All right, we're back with more of the Square Circle. I'm, I will just say that I forgot that that Alice in Danger sweeper said, if you ever see me at a show, kick me in the zinger. I wouldn't have played it oh, otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> gotta love Alice in Danger oh. I wanted to bring her back on the show I don't know if I will now but <laughs> right we're back with the great debate this time uh, it's a topic that my broadcast partner wanted to do um, because ROH have announced that they're going back to streaming again there's no TV deal it's Honor Club coming back one more time um, we've heard the rumours of AEW being part of HBO Max and we've also seen the WWE Network kind of grow um, in in stature since the, the launch of the network back in Christ, 2000, 2012, 2013. So where does the future of television and professional wrestling lie? Is it moving to streaming services? Is it staying on national syndicated TV like with Fox? Your debate, my friend. You kick it off. Yeah. Um, see, I, I prefer... TV deals. Um, I like it to be more accessible to fans. I think um, if you are a hardcore wrestling fan that wants to see pretty much everything on a regular basis, you want to watch WWE, you want to watch Ring of Honor, you want to watch AEW, you want to watch Impact, you want to watch New Japan, and so on. That's a lot of money per month to subscribe. Um, I know Fight Network is a good streaming service for uh, for, for some content. But I, I, I prefer, this is what I love about with WWE. With the network, it's great for pay-per-views, watching old content. If you've got BT Sport here in the, here in the UK, you get your Raw, SmackDown, your NXT, um, all, all included. I mean, if you enjoy football um, or soccer for the American fans as well, uh, BT Sport's worth getting because you can get 
football on there and you get your taste dosage of WWE on there as well. I think Impact for quite some time now have have literally been pulled pillar from pillar to post when it comes to TV deals, streaming. One minute they're on one network that a lot of people have never heard of. Then they're on this other channel. Then they've got another uh, TV deal in the UK. Now it's streaming. Um, I do think that we are heading towards the days where I think pro wrestling as a mainstay on on, on television is dying. Uh, I think that is what is happening. Um, I, I, I just don't think that beyond WWE and maybe AEW, we'll, we'll see the likes of Impact or Ring of Honor and that. Uh, I'm surprised, though, um, considering Tony Khan owns both AEW and Ring of Honor, that he hasn't tried to get a TV deal for uh, Ring of Honor. Well, that's assuming he hasn't tried and failed and couldn't uh, lock one down and he's gone, OK, well, we'll do, we'll do it streaming then. Yeah, but the, poss- um, the, the thing is, though, I think with that... I. I- I think any TV company at the moment, if you went to them and said, I've got this new product, I've got this Ring of Honor that I want to put on TV, blah, blah, blah. All right, show me the footage. Yeah. Okay, I'll show that's, you five that's, pay-per-views. That's going to be my next point. Ring of Honor under Tony Khan don't have much to show for them. I no. mean, all Tony Khan can really turn around and say, this is what Ring of Honor always was. Um, yes, there'll be new faces on there. There'll be some familiar faces. But this is essentially what Ring of Honor was. And we're trying to keep it you know, as much as close to to this as possible, and then they might turn around and go, "Okay, right, we'll give you a, a I don't know, a twelve month deal, see how you get on and how what the viewing figures are like, and we'll go from there." But for the networks, it's a big risk um, if it doesn't pay off. Okay, and it's so, also a big risk for Tony Khan. Okay, so you've mentioned some good points there, and you've talked about um, TV rights. You've talked about the WWE being on Fox, and that was the biggest TV rights acquisition in history of, of television deals. This past week, uh, it was announced that a Canadian TV broadcaster had dropped AEW from Canada because of viewing ratings. Um, but AEW are also streaming. They are on YouTube. NWA are on YouTube. Impact on YouTube. So when we talk about streaming, do we need to say... It has to be on a paywall streaming service, such as Netflix. Or do the benefits of going to a paywall streaming service like Netflix, like Amazon Prime, like Disney Plus, which we've already seen with Doctor Who over here in the UK, gives a bigger budget, gives potentially more eyes on that product than than what it does. And it's a hook for that streaming services to get more subscribers in. So is it a bad thing? No, I mean, like I said, with, with everything, there's pros and cons to both sides of the coin. Um, I just feel that, you know, the more street... In an ideal world, and unfortunately we don't live in one of those, um, <laughs> it would be... I mean, WWE aside, because WWE are WWE and they'll be run a certain way anyway, it would be better to have one wrestling-based network streaming service which covers everything. Literally everything. Yes, you might have to pay a premium extra for live pay-per-views to, to watch them live, like, mm. like you might do on Fight mm. Network and things like that. Um, absolutely, that's fine. But in terms of the weekly, monthly programming, um, all your special shows that you, you have and that from these promotions, it would be ideal to have them all on, on one service 
And so fans can just pay this one service fee every month or year. And it lowers the cost down for subscribers who, you know, don't have to keep up with making sure, oh, I've paid me, uh, me, me impact a subscription this month, me, um, ring, you know, ring of honor, so on and so on and so on. I just feel that it, there needs to be something more financially viable for, for, for the fans, but also where it gives the promotions a fair crack at, allow you know allowing people to view their product mm. um and, and make it a little bit easier all, all around um but i don't work in that industry uh, in terms of broadcasting and streaming so i don't know how difficult or how easy it is to do something like that but i just feel that apart from wwe i do think and as you said the this canadian uh, network dropped aew because of ratings i do feel that maybe we are in the dying days of um, wrestling, pro wrestling on uh, on broadcast TV. I, I think that... I, I think potentially we're in for a little bit of a surprise in 2023. I hope so. Um, and this isn't part of predictions, and we'll talk about it in a second, but there are rumours again that WWE is up for sale. Um, there are rumours again that now Vince is gone, that it's more likely to go, and it's likely to be bought by Fox or NBC Compast, or even Disney. I think that'll be the first. So I well, think there'll be well, several... Disney is, is by Disney, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, so... I mean, Comcast. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. they'll, that'll be the first of many. I then think you will get the NWA bought by Billy Corgan. I think Impact will be sold. And I think this conglomerate that they're looking at will build the ultimate franchise. And it will all be on Disney Plus, and there'll be a new tab. You know, the sports tab or the wrestling tab or whatever, part of Star if it's international. Yeah. You, obviously, you've got broadcasting rights that are always going to be a problem because they globally broadcast rights. You know, ours are up for not up for another couple of years. In the States, they're already starting to start talking about the next wave of, of TV packages, and ratings will, will play a part in that. But I can see it happening at some point that if the WWE get bought by another conglomerate organization, because they are classes small, they are a small company, believe it or not, the WWE, um, then you will see Impact fall, then you will see the NWA fall, and potentially AEW will go that way as well. And it will all become part of one big conglomerate, and that's when you'll get your network. All part of Disney+. Plus. Because the production yeah, yeah. values, the production values will still be there. In fact, the impacts and the NWAs will be elevated up to the level of WWE. Absolutely, and I mean, I know um, even to this day, I know, I know it's been a couple of years since they transitioned to Peacock in the states, but even today, wrestling for WWE fans in in the US still hate the uh, uh, the way Peacock is when it comes to WWE. Um, we're still lucky in the UK. We have our WWE network. It hasn't changed. It keeps going and growing and, and doing its thing. Um, so we still have that format. And we still have that, um, which is a lot easier. Whereas people in the States, fans in the States, they had their switch up at the Peacock. And they've had nothing but issues for the past couple of years since that change uh, occurred. So you've also got to think about, you know, whether or not if you're making these changes... How does it affect the fans? Mm. Are you bringing a better service to the fans, mm. or are you giving them, 
you know, something which isn't quite working, which is what the feedback from the US fans talk about WWE Network on, on Peacock. But then, they turn around saying that it's awful. But then we already know in Taiwan that it's on Disney+. Plus. So, you know, there's there's ways around it and I think it's going to be interesting. But what do you think? Uh, let us know across all of our socials about whether or not TV deals still should exist or whether or not it should go to streaming. What would you prefer? What would your price point be? How much would you be willing to pay for it? We're in a cost of living crisis globally, not just here in the UK. What would you pay? Now, the moment that I'm not looking forward to is coming up now um because you might hear the music in the background who am i featuring stefan bennett challenging <laughs> me this better be a good one considering it's been like two months in the making since we last did i know yeah you, you, yeah we did we've we've only done the one which you tested me and it was bill goldberg i got i've managed to get that one on the last one okay so five questions Uh oh. um they get easier as they go by um, starting off with with a uh, relatively more difficult one. Okay, I was born on September twentieth, nineteen fifty eight, in Rome, Georgia, in the United States. Ric Flair. No. Okay. Next question. Yep. Okay, my first run in the World Wrestling Federation was between 1988 and 1989. Next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got an idea, but next um, one. I... <laughs> right. You've got an idea. Do you want to have a quick crack at it before I give you the next no. one? No. If you've got an... No. Well, you've already failed with Flair, so you might as well... No. And what? And uh, it's not. No, it's not who I think it is. It's Minneapolis, Minnesota. Is who I was thinking. I'm thinking the big boss man, Ray Trailer, but he was in there for a lot longer than '88 to '89. Go on, carry on. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> um. Right. Um. Uh, myself and my tag team partner ended Demolition's historic reign as World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions of 478 days. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. No. The what was, that? was that number three? The Warlord? Was that three? Was yeah. That... Was that number three? Yeah. Okay. It's, this will get a bit e e easier now. Uh, I am a stable member of one of the world of... Uh, I am a former stable member of one of the most collective groups in world wrestling, in, in the uh, history of... <laughs> professional wrestling so he's part of the heenan family no he's, he's part of the one of the most famous groups stables in professional wrestling history oh um oh. tully blanchard no arn anderson final one arn anderson yes yes arn anderson the final the, the actual final hint was going to be my nickname uh monica is the enforcer yeah, that sucked. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> right, my turn next week. Was it a good one, Andy? It was a very was good, it one. good one. Yes, it was a very there good one. Go. Payback is going to be the proverbial next week because I'm going to find the most toughest one I can think of. Maybe oh, a Japanese wrestler. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, so 
Andy, ring us in. What are we doing now? All right, coming up next, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be looking at the top and the worst of 2022, plus predicting what oh, may God. happen in 2023. We'll see you after this. I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. You can't come in without playing the classic WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony music. Ah, just... Ah, memories. Memories, before they changed it to the script. Uh, Right, so this is the top and the worst of 2022. But before we do that, let's give you an update on the Prediction League. So NXT deadline, um, the results were... Stefan, how do you think you did um well i've got a feeling you've edged me again over combined of nxt and ring of honor um combined yes combined i think but with nxt i think we were pretty similar um i think we 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 ended up with a tie on this one so we did Um, nxt starting with yeah nxt uh, deadline we were two all yes so um, not about Isle of Dawn chance. versus Alba Fire. We both went Isle of Dawn. Yeah. Uh, the Women's Iron Survivor match. Uh, I said uh, it would be Roxanne Perez. You said Cora Jade. It was indeed Roxanne Perez. Um, the Men's Iron Survivor match was Grayson Waller, which is which was your pick. I said Joe Gacy. Um, the NXT Tag Team Titles match. We were both wrong. New Day ended up taking the titles from Pretty Deadly. Doesn't make sense to me, apart from just making them, you know, uh, the Triple Crown WWE Tag Team uh, Champions. Yeah, that's, that's all they've done. And the NXT, uh, the NXT Championship match between Apollo Crews and Bron Breaker, we thought it was going to be a title change. We both went to Apollo Crews, Bron Breaker retaining. Well, there you so go. Two, so 2-2 the final score. 2-2 the final score. Now, final battle was slightly different because a lot of the card we didn't yeah. know. So um, I got three predictions correct and Stefan got two. So I edged him in that one. Um, You predicted the title switch. It happened. Claudio Castagnoli became the world heavyweight champion. Um, We both predicted Daniel Garcia to retain over Wheeler Utah. That didn't happen. We had a new champion crowned in Wheeler Utah. Um, I predicted Samoa Joe to retain over Juice Robinson, which happened. And we both predicted Swerve in our glory. And I predicted Athena to defeat Mercedes Martinez, and you went with Mercedes Martinez. So, yeah, I just didn't see that. I just did not see that coming. Uh, it, I really didn't. No, I didn't either, to be honest. So, if you look at those three events Survivor Series, Deadline, and ROH Final Battle, the scores are at the moment Stefan with a combined six, and I have got a combined nine. So, three points the difference 
in the prediction league but in fairness that can all change once we hit the royal rumble um we're not predicting wrestle kingdom 17 uh just to put it out there we're not going to do that one this time it's too late we don't know the card and i don't think we're fully up to speed to be able to really predict it so we're not going to predict that one but if you do have to do a quick pick osprey omega osprey okada white i'm gonna go white now yeah i think i would go based on what we talked about earlier on so that brings us now to tsc top picks of 2022 and the way we've done this um is we've basically used the same category as what we normally do for top picks so the top show or event of the year the top match the top angle from any promotion the top promo or vignette the top superstar and then the top promotion and worst picks is exactly the same but this time it has worst before top so the, the i can't really need to explain it do i it's the same categories but th- there we go um, right so let's kick off where do we want to kick off what was the top show of the year for you uh you meant Castle castle i'm actually for me i'm going to go hmm uh, I've had this this debate between two. See, I didn't go with Clash at the Castle at all, um, although it was a very, very good show. Mine's a cross between um, SummerSlam and um, Survivor Series. Uh, I'm going with Survivor Series on the basis of we finally got War Games um, on mm. the main roster, and I actually felt that um, every match on that card relatively, apart from Ronda Rousey's match, um, delivered. <laughs> Less said about Ronda Rousey, the better. I mean, you know, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I went with Clash at the Castle purely because it was the first UK event, stadium event since 1992 and the yeah, history was I, there. I understand that. And I actually don't think it disappointed. Um, close to me was Survivor Series. Then it was WrestleMania, the double header. I thought that was... A, a really good the WrestleMania event. The only thing that for Clash of Castle was the ending of the McIntyre Reigns match and having Tyson Fury singing in the ring. That, for me, just, no. Yeah, <laughs> I think... I think we may have been expecting too much from Clash of the Castle. But, I mean, it was a good it was a good event. And they'll, um, sh- hopefully they'll do another one next yeah. year. They'll become a regular thing. Oh, I, I think Triple H just said it's guaranteed they're going to do uh, a UK one every year going forward, but it will be in different locations. Okay. So, um, well, here's well, hoping... Let's flip it on its head then. Let's go. We're going to go one-to-one. So let's go to the worst event of 2022. And this could be any promotion. And I'm going to go not to Impact, not to All Elite, not even to the McMahon era of WWE. We don't even talk about the NWA. I'm going to go to Crockett Promotions. And Ric Flair's last match. God awful. The whole thing. And actually, I'm going to put it out there. That's actually got my worst match of the year as well. The main event. Ric Flair and Alberto Patron. um, uh, El Idolo. I can't even get his name right. Against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. It was awful from bell beginning to bell end. So that's got my worst of everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm bang on with you on, on both of those worst match and worst show. Uh, nothing even becomes close. Not even Ronda Rousey becomes close, <laughs> unfortunately, to, to how it was. Um, 
Yeah, that El Patron was uh, the other name for Alberto Del Rio. It's Andrade Thanks. El Idolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I realised it after I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, your... T- yeah, no, absolutely. So the, the top match for me then is I'm actually going to go to All Elite and I'm going to go to Full Gear and it's John Moxley versus MJF. It had everything. It had the build-up. It had the... The, I was going to say The Miz, MJF killing some killer promos. But for me, it was that last moment with the brass knuckles, William Regal taking out Moxley, MJF getting the win, and your new Burberry world champion is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. It 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 did what it said on the tin. It topped and finished that feud, put a nice little bow on it, and gave us what we wanted. Yeah, Um for me, it was a extremely close second for me. Ooh. I'm going to go with one that maybe people might not uh, recognise, but they're, they're, uh, I will say why. I'm going Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Oh, because of the injury? The injury, the way Cody performed in that match with his pectoral muscle completely ripped off the bone, the match he had with Rollins... Uh, in that condition, and just the match they managed to have, it, like it was just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, the the fact that he managed to wrestle that match with a legit injury, which has kept him out all this time, and uh, to deliver both men deliver the way that they did. I I still I think it was the best match of uh, in WWE as well uh, for 2022, in my opinion. Um, that for me edges um, the Moxley MJF for the match itself. Obviously, you cannot deny the whole build up the story and the aftermath of the whole Moxley MJF rivalry. Uh, it delivered on every note for me on that. But in terms of we're just talking about the match, I, I'm going Rhodes, um, Rollins, Helen, myself. For me, I, I just I was in awe of watching them to go with a guy who was completely bruised uh, with a pectoral muscle ripped completely off his bone that was that was amazing it was it was good and it was a moment when you when he pulled the coat away and you saw the level of bruising you you instantly went ah it was the crowd reaction i mean they they showed a highlight package on raw last night of um from Rhodes' debut at mania uh, up until to that match and again they always put in the audio of the mm. crowd's reaction when that mm. because I, i've never heard a reaction like it no. everyone just go oh it was it was insane physically hurt yeah you physically hurt all right moving on to top angle across any promotion i'm going to go first on this one because i know where you're going to go i have a good idea where you're going to go and i'm going to steal it bray wyatt and his wwe return yeah (laughs) we know you know how excited i was the build up everything uh i know some people are starting to get frustrated with it i'm i'm not I do think there needs to be a little bit more explanation because there seems to be this confusion over whether or not the the the, the person that assaulted Bray Wyatt on SmackDown, whether that was Uncle Harper or Uncle Howdy. Uh, they're, 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 the masks are different, um, so I'm you know I'm thinking it might be the Uncle Harper, uh, but we we will see. But I'm enjoying it, and uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what this uh, lights out dark match thing uh, to the Royal Pitch Rumble Black. between. Yeah, and the- LA Knight is and I have to give props as well for them actually making LA Knight his first rivalry since his return as well because LA Knight I, I, I'm a fan of LA Knight I think he's got a lot going for him I think he's good in the ring brilliant on the mic 
just uh, yeah, I think well, he's fantastic. Considering he's just got over the maximum male models, he he's done he's done really well. You know, all Thank right. You so you you and I both agree with Bray Wyatt, and I, I love actually the yes. fact that they are getting now to a uh, crescendo for Alexa Bliss. I mean, that's really taking a, a another step forward. Last night on Raw, with the stalker, the man in the mask, that way she battered Bianca Belair. Thank God, because yeah. sooner they get the strap off Bianca Belair, the better. I think. I don't know. Um, yeah, okay, agreed. so top promo vignette of any promotion oh we're not going worst angle we're not doing one, one oh yeah worst angle damn i forgot that worst, worst angle, angle. You, you went with yeah you went with yours uh, yeah i went with mine nikita Lyons versus Zoe Stark. you went with yours yes did you not think that you know i would mention nikita lions it's, the... it's up there it's up there it's up there it's up there for me i'm gonna go a little bit different i'm Tyrus. gonna go the miz dexter loomis Oh, that okay. dragged and dragged and dragged and I'm just so glad it's over um, I've just thought it just got to a point where it was just beyond ridiculous uh, I wasn't enjoying it and I like Dexter Loomis and I like The Miz I just didn't and then having Johnny Gargano involved and it just made no sense to me you know, they, um, so for me for me I think it, it's either that or it's um, MVP aligning himself with Omos because Omos still doesn't offer anything um yeah yeah so, no yeah yeah I, I, but but considering it was a real proper angle i'm gonna go with the Miz dexter loomis I, I think the problem is there's still been no payoff to that angle miss is still there's this it seems to have been forgotten yeah. and johnny gargano yeah, what a waste what a waste for gargano since he's come back yeah. i mean he could have been up there Absolutely. in the u.s title picture he could have been in the world title picture but yeah. For a Triple H guy, he's really dropped the ball with with Johnny Gargano and with I Candice LeRae. It might just be a case of Triple H is just buying time to just make for the stars to align to just go right. This is where I insert you into you know a proper push. Uh, I think we will get it. Um, I mean, this is the thing we we, we talked about. Um, you know, like Austin Theory, for example. Everyone thought he was getting yeah. buried after Vince retired. And then it, it was like, if you look at it, it was just like, well, Triple H sort of bided the time, found the perfect moment to then go, right, boom, now we're pushing Austin Theory. We're going to give him a bit of a gimmick change. We're going to make him take no nonsense, not be pushed around to really stand up for himself, be more aggressive. And it's paying off. Austin Theory is having, uh, having a great run at the minute. Yeah. So just have a bit of patience, I think. On, on All right, well, we'll see what happens because yeah. now we're moving to the top promo or vignette and i'm going to go back to dynamite it carries on from my top match because it's the william regal mjf promo that went on for 14 and a half minutes and garnered over three and a half million views on youtube yeah it was incredible I'm in agreement with you it was gold it was gold um proper story real storytelling believable both men really put everything into it um you really shut up and paid attention mm. uh when they were talking and that's a long time for a promo uh to, to capture your attention than it did from start to finish so I, I i'm completely with you on that one that's it, that's also my pick it was old school storytelling yes. in that ring yes. with two masters the veteran master who could talk candy off a baby and mjf who is 
reminds me when you could probably listen to Roddy Piper back in the, the late 80s when he could just have the mic and he could just go for minutes and yeah. minutes and minutes and you listen to him. M- MJF to me is the, is, the, is the new Roddy Piper. The way he can deliver a promo and just by the look he gives the crowd gains that he only has to pick the mic up and he's got that heel heat and and it's Absolutely. it's true heel heat it's not yes. it's not a fake heel heat it's a true heel heat that they detest the guy um and and that is what william regal was back in his prime and what he could still do towards the end of that aew run and you know yes. i'm really glad oh, he's gone back true. to wwe to be with charlie dempsey and go back with triple h but for me, I'm really going to miss him being on AEW TV week after week after oh, week. Yeah, I mean, I always say the more different. William Regal, the better. Yeah, wherever he, was, he is, the more William Regal, the better. He was different. He was different. All right, what about? I'm, the, I'm looking forward to hopefully hearing uh, War Games uh, being shouted out again uh, at some in a year's this time. Year. Uh, but I just want to actually give a little mention as well because lately I've been watching um, compilations of Jake the Snake Roberts uh, promos as well. And I still get that same feeling I had when I was a little kid, which is you listen to him and his voice goes quieter and the eyebrow raises and the camera focuses on the eyes. Again, we talk about great people that can deliver promos. No one could deliver that kind of promo than Jake Roberts. That one where it's sort of like literally, like I said, he was hypnotizing. You're just drawn straight in and you get goosebumps. That's an honorable mention. WrestleMania 7, the blindfold match. The promo leading into that with Rick Martel. All right, let's let's flip gears and we've talked about the top promo of Vignette. What was the worst? You and I again bang on with the same with this one. Zoe Stark's promo uh, the week after turning Hill on NXT. Oh my god, that was. <laughs> I mean, no matter what negative word I, I I could use to describe that, we'll ever do it justice. It was awful like and that's just being as kind as i can i can't really add anything to that i mean it was just an abysmal um (laughs) abysmal thing that you just wished would just stop and and it didn't and it goes so they've not done anything with her since um okay so enough about the zoe stark don't bring the show down i mean it's you know we're near the end of the run let's not pull the show down we're the top big ones now top superstar any promotion then any promotion now i'm torn and I'm really, really torn on this one because I've given it to one from AEW and one from WWE, MJF and Cody Rhodes. Now, MJF, I think, is self-explanatory. You don't need to go into detail about MJF, right? I think all of the stuff he was doing at the beginning of the year with the work shoot angle, is it real, is it not? It's got you invested, it's got you hooked. It's not just about work rate. Since he's come back at All Out, He's been on fire. He's been the top of his game. Cody Rhodes, you cannot take away what Cody Rhodes achieved in AEW at the beginning of the year, winning the TNT title again, to then dropping it, to then debuting at WrestleMania. And that pop he got when you were there, when he walked through the crowd on night one against Seth Rollins, you heard the music playing it was the american nightmare that we know no changes to the gimmick and then the following night on raw the same thing and his work rate and that also goes back to your to what you said about top match has been incredible and i can't wait for cody rhodes to return back to wwe and i never was a biggest cody rhodes fan so to say that lovely guy met him 
I, I, I've called his matches. Lovely guy, but I was never a biggest fan of his. But I can't wait for Cody Rhodes to come back. Well, I've, I've been a Cody fan for years, but not a big fan, not, not, not heavily invested. Um, I agree with everything you said. Um, now, the reason why he's not my top pick is because... Unfortunately, the injury cut his year very, very short. That's the only reason why, because otherwise I actually think he could have actually been my pick. Um, but, yeah, touching on that pop, the, the following night on, on Raw after WrestleMania, uh, being there when he was talking about, when he gave that big speech, he was talking about uh, Dusty Rhodes and everything. It was very emotional. Mm. Uh, very, very mm. emotional. Even as a fan that loved Dusty, I was a big Dusty Rhodes guy. Um, always loved watching, even to this day, watching uh, a lot of, Dusty's biggest matches from back in the day. Um, for me, if it wasn't for the injury, uh, cutting his year very short, he probably could have been my top pick. Now, I am also torn because I have gone for MJF, but my other, my WWE guy is Sami Zayn. Oh, you see, I was torn with that and, as well. Yeah, and the reason being is... It's true. Sami Zayn's really found his calling with this whole bloodline thing. Mm. We went from Sami Zayn having a ridiculous gimmick match with Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania to the point where you're thinking, Sami Zayn's one of the best pure talents on the roster. This guy can wrestle anyone and have match of the year and whatnot if you let him. And then you start questioning. There was rumours going around that he may actually end up getting released. Um, because they're not doing a lot with him. They did the conspiracy theorist mm. to this stuff with Johnny Knoxville. To now have him put with Roman Reigns and the bloodline, where Roman Reigns is like the biggest star in the company at the moment, uh, longest reigning champion, blah, 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 done all this and everything like that. But yet, the focus is more on Sami Zayn all the time. He steals the show all the time. The fans, you know, the whole oozy thing, the fans are eating up every word he says. I mean, even on Raw last night with the hostile takeover, um, I won't mm. go into more in case people haven't seen it yet, but uh, with what he was, his mic work there and the way he was there, it's he's just completely reinvigorated mm. and, and grown and found a real yeah. good spot. And for that, I just think, for me, in terms of WWE, top superstar of the year. He's, he's there, and, and you're right, absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I was again I went MJF Cody Rhodes but it could have been Sami Zayn it could have been Roman Reigns because of the yeah. work rate that Roman Reigns has done this year it, one that was on the cusp and purely for Crown Jewel was Logan Paul yeah uh, but not enough to become, mention, I think, but we, not enough yeah it's, we, we've had these debates you see these debates all the time about uh, celebrities coming into the world of professional wrestling. They don't belong here, blah, blah, blah. But when you see guys like Bad Bunny mm. and then Logan Paul, these guys come in, uh, Pat McAfee as well, mm. come yeah. into the ring and actually show that they can wrestle, but not only wrestle well, but hang with the top names in the company. You have to give respect and credit where it's due. Uh, whether you like them personally or not, or you like what they do in their, you know, in their their real lives or not? You cannot take away what they achieved. And Logan Paul, to be fair, it was Roman Reigns, the guy who's the top guy. And not only did he make the uh, him come across as a legitimate threat to Reigns, 
the the way he carried the match with with Reigns was was superb, mm. and um, he really went all out. He threw, put his body on the line, hence the multiple injuries he suffered. Mm. Um, so fair play to him, and I do think it's an honourable mention. Mm. Um, most definitely. Most Absolutely. Definitely. All right. So worst superstar, any promotion. Um, I'm really not going to give any explanation on this one because I think it's self-explanatory. Tyrus. Yeah. Um, I've not, I've not gone with Tyrus. Um, it, it would, but I didn't even consider Tyrus. I didn't even think about that. That's how bad it is. Didn't even cross my mind. Um, that's how bad it was. Uh, it is. Um, for me, Personally, uh, in terms of um, what was it, I've I've gone with. Um, oh, see, I'm now getting torn because that the, the, there's two coming at me. Omos, I'm going Omos. You've really got a thing against Omos, haven't you? He doesn't offer anything. They could they could make him like Big Show, for example, mm. the big mm. giant. It, he lacks a personality. We don't see much. All we see him do is really squash matches. It, yeah. For me, it doesn't do much for the character. Uh, I do think he could have something to offer, but I don't think WWE are tapping into that and actually allowing him to show if he's really got something yeah. worth uh, offering. Uh, so unfortunately, I'm going to give it to Omos. All right, that leaves us to the big one. The top promotion and the worst promotion of 2022. Um, the top promotion for me, and do you know what? I found this really difficult because I think that all of the companies, bar one, and this is, this is New Japan, this is Impact, this is AEW, this is WWE, GCW, you know, have all had killer years, but they've also had faults. If you look at All Elite, All Elite's booking got a little bit convoluted at the beginning of the year. I think the all-out scenario affected them and affected their motivate mo- momentum. I think WWE in the first half of the year struggled under Vince McMahon. I think Impact has been consistent, but he's not at a level to really combat WWE and yeah. All Elite. And I think Ring of Honor in New Japan are, are, are kind of like five and six. They're kind of low down. But if you look at it in terms of what do I enjoy? What has actually got me buzzing for it? What is making me pop? What is making me want to watch their programming? Since SummerSlam, it's WWE. Totally in agreement. Um, The reason why I don't go AEW is because it's the same thing that I think has troubled AEW for well, almost since its inception, is I still don't think they fully know what kind of wrestling promotion they want to be. No, they're you know, confused. From the day one when they turned around and said, we want to be the alternative for the real wrestling fan that's sick of the the, the, the same old crap, basically, that WWE were giving, uh, were giving. We want to give back to the fans proper uh, wrestling, etc. And there's nothing wrong with the actual wrestling, um, but it's the constant bringing up wwe it's like there's there's always there's there's all of that going on the severely overcrowded rosters not doing a lot with some big names Mm. uh, as well um you know we could go for a whole list of people who are not getting um used or getting enough tv time uh i just think that's what really hinders aew and i think aew to an extent have had a relatively decent year yeah they really have yeah but um for me, yeah, since SummerSlam, um, 
Vince retiring, WWE's got better. They, they still have some hit and misses with some Raw and Smackdowns and whatnot. I'm still not a big fan of the way NXT is at the moment. Um, I'm, it's I'm getting really better. Not. It's getting uh, better. It, it, we have moments. We, we got There's glimmers of hope yeah. there, definitely. Um, it's got some promise. Uh, but for me, yeah, WWE, hands down, it's, it's really improved a lot. Uh, the content is better. Um, we're actually seeing, you know, people wrestling like some of the matches that we're getting on Raw SmackDown are decent matches. Um, yeah, it, for me, WWE win it um, for for twenty twenty two definitely. So, what about your worst one then? NWA. Yeah, <laughs> I, I it, yeah. I, I just with what Corgan said about the whole, you know, telling fans what they what they should want and this whole thing and putting the title on Tyrus and. No, not for me. I'm, I'm sorry. There's there's no other promotion um, that has buggered things up as much as what I think NWA has. Yeah, and it's and, a shame. And they really have. They it really it have. is a shame. Right, let's move on to some predictions for 2023. And, and yeah. We've got here three, six, eight predictions, eight statements that we wonder if going to happen. And we're going to kick off with who we think is going to be a future wwe champion now we're going to split it it's going to be wwe and a future universal champion so who do you think will be that future wwe champion this year who will defend roman reigns cody rhodes will Uh, i think it's in the stars it's written in the stars it's going to happen um yeah definitely cody rhodes um See, the thing is, where you, I know you've split them. I still think that uh, Triple H is thinking, I know there's new championship belts coming. I'm still wondering whether or not they're going to end up unifying the two not. and turning it into one they're title. I, I know there's been rumours that that's not happening. Uh, I hope it does, though, because I just, I just still think there's too many championship belts in the I company. I do, but I think um, that the, problem, the problem with it is I think you need... I think you need a world champion, whether or not it's WWE or Universal, that is on a full-time schedule. Not not yeah. a part-time route. Um, oh, I, I totally agree. Uh, and I, 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 um, I think in some ways I quite like having the two separate championships, but I wish they would go back to the World Heavyweight title and not the Universal, because the Universal one just doesn't make bloody sense. Yeah. It never has done. No, it doesn't. I mean, the thing is, what I miss is the days of, like, you know, in the Attitude Era and sort of before we had the first proper brand split yeah. in, in um, the 2000s, where you would have the... Well, you had the WWE Championship, and then you'd have the likes of Austin Rock, Triple H, Jericho, Big Show, Ma- uh, Mankind, uh, Benoit, uh, yes, I said him, uh, Rikishi. Um, you had almost 10 people in the title picture, so to speak, and you had the one champion. It made the championship feel more prestigious. You had these big names all vying for it. I feel that if they... Um, were to go back to something like that where you know you had the one main champion and you had the Intercontinental champion yeah the United States champion was fair enough still and then you just had the one set of tag team championships uh, for the men I think going back to that it it Mm. makes (sighs) there's more opportunities for people to have a go and to, to get opportunities 
as opposed to going, oh, you know, we'll, we'll brand split it, we'll have this title here, we'll have this title, we'll have such, such go for that title and such, such go for that title. And it's just the same faces over and over again. Whereas, like, you know, I miss where you would have a pay-per-view and it would be like, oh, um, let's say, for example, at the minute, like, they go, oh, we're going to have Roman Reigns defend uh, the Undisputed Championship uh, against, uh, in a fatal four-way, against uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, for example, something like that, you know, and people go, oh, wow, okay, or he's going to put it up inside the Elimination Chamber and we're going to have people like, you know, we're going to have Rollins, Rhodes, Theory, uh, Sami Zayn in there and, and all that, lot, which, again, for Bloodline purposes, if they put Sami Zayn in Elimination Chamber match as, a, uh, uh, as an opponent for Reigns as well, that adds that little friction and that mm. little bit of doubt again for storyline purposes. So that it, it, it works for me better if they have the one main top dog champion, and then you've got the Intercontinental, the US, yeah, yeah. and then and the tag title. Okay, I think that's if, the way it should be. But if, if you had to split Cody it Rhodes, though, what about if you had to split it and it was a Universal Champion? Who would be your your prediction for who will be the man to? See, you, to win your it? choice isn't really that bad a choice but i just i know it's not i know it's not thank you my nick for that my 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 pick for those who who obviously don't know because we haven't said it yet is um nick aldis yeah i don't know i can i I just i just don't know It, it all depends on what they do with him i'm just not certain that triple h would be a big enough fan of of him to give him a proper a proper run at that level um I think there is no, another wrong, name. I, I think I think there is another name. I think there is yeah. another person who would do it, and that oh, I've got two. One of them is Bron Breaker. Yeah. yeah. And the other one is Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go and say for Universal Champion, I'm gonna throw one in there for you. I'm going to say LA Knight. Oh, blimey. By the end of the year. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's no set time frame. It's got to happen between the next 12 yeah. months. I, I, I just think, I think Triple H is hot on him. Hence mm-hmm. why he's having the program with Wyatt. We're, fans love LA Knight, even though they boo, boo the hell out of him. They, they, he's very popular. He's, he's Miz. And he... I think he's got, yeah, he's, he's like a brand new version yeah. of the Miz that we're getting in yeah, you know exactly. um, I, I, I think yeah I'm, I'm going to put him I'm going to put him in as like a guilty pleasure uh, okay. choice I think I think he could yeah Let, let's shift over to All Elite Wrestling because my future pick at some point throughout this year is Ricky Starks to become World Heavyweight Champion I think he's having a stellar year and the match he had with MJF and I think the feud he's got, he's got developing with Jericho now he'll get the rub off the Oco I think Ricky Starks is is prime to be up there in that main event my pick yeah yeah my pick is the same as yours i am and how nice would it be to have a younger fresher name holding the aew championship i know we've had punk we've had moxley we've got mjf right now we've had jericho i I just think it'd be nice to have i just want yeah i i just want it to be aew originals a year yes. of, of, of yeah. no Mox winning the strap. A year of no Jericho being in the title. Even Brian, you know, we've all been gearing for Brian to become champ. I don't want that oh, now. Yeah. You know, don't want that yeah. now. Don't even want Claudio to win I, it. Just want 
you know, Starks or Jungle Boy or Hook yeah. or Dan oh, Hansen. That would be, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? That would be lovely to see someone like Jungle Boy. Take yeah, the or, you know, that, Orange Cassidy or, you know, Ethan Page. The, the young guys that are kind of really developing yeah. within All Elite. Giving them the opportunity because it's a shame then, Danhausen's never like hold it in it. Hey, really. hey, I'll put <laughs> a curse on that. you. I'll put a curse on you. Hey, I just think I'd that, that I just think that they want to be the alternative. You move away from the XWWE guys and yeah. you give it to oh, one of the ones that you've developed. You know, the next breakout star, which does lead us to who we think is going to be the breakout superstar of 2023. Now, I've gone really left field here. And people might be thinking, why have you picked this woman? Because she already has broken out of NXT. But I think when you get her onto the main roster, she will really be up there. And my opinion of her has changed a lot. Cora Jade. I can see why. Um, I do have concerns about whether she will get lost in the mix on, on the main roster. I hope to God not, because I, I really like her. Same as Roxanne Perez. I'm a fan of both of them. I think they're both fantastic and I do think they are the future I really really genuinely do and if they are used correctly you know they are I think the heirs to the throne of Charlotte Becky Bailey Um, I think they are the heirs to the throne Um, but for me in terms of breakout superstar and I'm going to careful with this one I'm going to go Because there's, there, there there's a few that I can really see having big, big years this year. Um, do you know what? I'm, I'm... Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? It really is a tough one. Okay, I'm going to say, uh, for me, um, I think Solo Sokoa in oh. his own right. In his own right. Like, away from the bloodline of Eventually, I think I think he'll, he'll yeah. I'm going to go solo to Cohen. Okay. He's already start. He's already teetering on teetering on the edge of breaking out properly because we're starting to see more and more of him. Uh, but once the whole bloodline thing's done with, um, I, I think he uh, on his own. I, I I think they're going to go for this new, younger, fresher version of uh, Umaga like. Mm. Persona. But I do think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see t- a, a title on him, um, Tag US or in the continental. Now, I think at least now we move into some real fantasy booking because we saw a big moment last year when we saw the jump of Cody Rhodes from AEW to WWE. Now, what do we think is going to be the biggest shock move of 2023? And this this kind of opens up a lot of different avenues and i don't want to go i don't want to spend too long on it because we're already tracking it nearly two hours so we need to, to to move on but for me i can see the cleaner kenny omega going to wwe his contract is due to expire very soon um i, I think it's going to happen and then uh, I, if you're I, all i think it will and then all elite you've lost two of your evps yeah, um, I, I think it's destined to happen. Uh, I think it's been destined to happen for a good few years now. Uh, if it wasn't for AEW coming along a few years ago, I think it would have happened already. Um, Kenny Omega reminds me a little bit of AJ Styles. 
Um, yeah. One of the biggest names, you know, in, in the world. He's done it everywhere, everywhere else. And then he finally, eventually shows up in WWE and he goes and has this long career that will probably wind down the last of his days um, before he hangs his boots up. Uh, I think what could really seal it for me is if WWE allow Omega to still appear for New Japan now and again. If they put that clause in the contract and say, we will allow you to still do some stuff with New Japan and that, um, we, we, you know, we're, we're more than happy to do that. I think it could be a done deal. We say we're going to do a Brian. That was one of the conditions for Brian. But yeah, imagine this yeah. dream match. Imagine this dream match. WrestleMania 40, WWE Championship, Cody Rhodes defending against Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. happened I, before. I, I, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it headlining it. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, so I, 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 honestly. We've got multiple companies. We've got, you know, pay-per-views coming out left, right and centre. But what do we think mm-hmm. is going to be the best show of 2023? Now, it is fantasy booking. It could all go to pot. I've gone, for me, I've gone all elite. I've gone all out for 2023. And I'll tell you why. Because if I was Tony Khan, I would want to reset the embarrassment of all out 2022. And what happened in the media scrum. So I think they are going to throw everything by the kitchen sink at all out to make it the biggest event of 2023 yeah that's a good shout that's a good shout my pick though is going to be a wwe one wwe one now the only reason why i'm going to mention why i'm just going to say this is because it's the biggest uh, one of the year but i'll explain why i'm going to go wrestlemania okay 39 and the reason being is because obviously we're well now getting well into um, Triple H's reign of running things. He's done a lot of really good things. I've got this feeling that we're gonna we're gonna see a real s- setup at the Royal Rumble uh, for what we might be getting. And I think when WrestleMania comes, I think there's going to be a lot of significant changes and a lot of significant moments that are going to change the course of the way 2023 is going to go. And I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, whether it be new faces debuting um, or something like that. Uh, I just, I've just got a feeling that WrestleMania this year is going to be probably the most significant WrestleMania there's been in years. I agree. Um, I agree. And I think that, you know, from the moment it was an Triple H taking over from Vince and he was running things. The first thing I did was just thinking, Oh, a WrestleMania put together pretty much solely by Triple H. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's a you fan's know? dream. And that kind of, for someone who was very thankful and privileged to have been at WrestleMania um, last year, at WrestleMania 38, there's that little bit of disappointment and jealousy that I'm not going to be at WrestleMania 39 for, you know, Triple H's first one because I, I would have probably preferred to be at that. Um, not because of its location or whatnot. I just think it's going to be very significant. Viewing it's going party. to be a very massive, massive weekend for WWE. Viewing party. Sorry. Oh, we're, we're, we're probably going to a viewing party. Absolutely. We'll viewing, party. Party. viewing party. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you're going Mania. I'm going All Out. Will Vince McMahon return to the WWE? God, I hope no. not. I, I, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. If he does, it'll be in some capacity, but I don't think he'll be running anything no. as such. I mean, he's chairman of the board. Plus, but, it's, yeah. his age. it's his age as well. It's just... That's not going to stop him. Not for me. <laughs> um, and the final one, will a promotion close? Uh, you said yes, the NWA. I'm in complete agreement with you. I'll be amazed if NWA uh, lasts the year. I, I hope they're absorbed. I really hope they're absorbed into somebody else. And because the lineage of the NWA is history, and you want that yeah. to continue. But at the same point, you, I don't want this yeah. to continue on. I mean, you Corgan. made great points previous episodes. You made great points about when we was talking about NWA uh, previously, um, and the listeners will remember when you turned around and said maybe NWA should be a uh, uh, kind of a developmental um, promotion. Territory. And that, yeah. absolutely, I, I would hope for them to close the doors down. But the current format and the way it's being run at the moment is just not working. No, um, it's really not. And it's a shame because it's it's a, it's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your top, your worst, and your predictions of 2023. I think it's fair to say we are two days in to this new year, regardless of what is happening in the political and economic climate globally. We can't do anything about, but let's have some fun over the next 12 months with professional wrestling. Now, I mentioned a name earlier on, and that was Stephen Sutton, because you may have noticed, or if you've, you may know, you may not, but we have a new website, and that's squaredcirclepodcast.com. It's been a little bit of a labour of love for me, um, but it's been developed, and we've got, our archives are on there, we've got news uh, on there, we've got links to all uh, all of our partners, you know, UKPW, Impact, AEW, but we've also got a little category up the top called Wrestling Ramblings. And that is where we are looking for contributors to write columns, blogs, opinion pieces, recaps, whatever you want on anything to do with professional wrestling. And Stephen Sutton has joined us. He's going to be doing some some bits for us. And the first piece he's working on at the moment, and I know this because I've heard about it, is a look back, quite an in-depth look back, to Starcade 1997 that was 25 years old just a couple of weeks ago so that will be on the website very very shortly um but if you would like to be a part of squaredcirclepodcast.com as a writer as a recapper or as anything then drop us an email at squaredcirclepodcast2022 at gmail.com or social media and stefan and i will get back to you and we will give you details but squaredcirclepodcast.com squaredcirclepodcast.com yeah it's um the website's looking fantastic so well done on that and uh, welcome Stephen Sutton uh, to the team uh, looking forward to reading what you what you're writing for us uh, Starcade 97 uh, I do believe that was I think the, the best uh, sold uh, best numbers for pay-per-view uh, in WCW and the it? worst main event in history because it was a cock-up between Sting and Hogan yeah yeah absolutely but yeah so uh, I'm looking forward to in 12 months time so looking back on our predictions and actually seeing if uh, any, if any, or many of them uh, actually come true. What? I mean, it's exciting, isn't it, it, to see what could potentially happen it, in the it, world of wrestling this it, year. It's a unique landscape. It's far different to where we were back in 2022 at this sort of time. Um, so yeah, now next week on the show, what have we got coming up? You don't know yet, do you? Because you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know. Well, well we, we're going to have uh, Andy's turn to try and pick my brains for the Who Am I um, 
that he wants payback this time. So that will be uh, very interesting. We'll have all your uh, latest recaps on uh, AEW and WWE programming uh, as we start on the road to WrestleMania with the Raw Rumble coming up. So uh, we'll be looking uh, into that. We'll be bringing you all the latest news and gossip as they happen. And yeah, please get in touch. We want your feedback uh, here at uh, TSC. We want to hear from you. As we said, it's your show as it is ours. And uh, we want to get you involved. So just remember, you can hit us up on WhatsApp on 077-243-12752. Uh, head over to our uh, YouTube channel at Retro Chat Podcast, facebook.com forward slash the Squared Circle Podcast, Instagram with TSC Wrestling Podcast, or email us at squaredcirclepodcast2022 at gmail.com. So, yeah, let's see what 2023 has to offer. And uh, Andy, we're back. It's great to see you looking so healthy after a, a very terrible couple of months. Yeah, uh, a stone safe. lighter. Well done, Andy. Andy's looking really, really rather sexy um, oh, wow. at the moment. Uh, so uh, I know his wife's probably very happy about that. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think so. <laughs> That's it for us Stefan it's a pleasure having you back it's great to be back for 2023 um guys we, we had teething problems at the end of last year it happens life we always say life will take over it's it's that would always come before anything whether it's a podcast we don't get paid for this um and and neither will we ever uh but we, we do promise you that no matter how many delays there might be on some episodes when life gets in the way we're not going anywhere no we're always going to bring you TSC at every available opportunity so in fact i spoke to someone that. last night an old contact of mine who would be who works for one of the big wrestling uh, news sites out there who may have or may not have been mentioned during the show this week and uh, this person will be coming on to tse in a couple of weeks there you go and i can't Christmas tell you who it is yet for... I, I can't tell you who it Listen. is yet but this other person will be coming on to TSC in a couple of weeks for a special sit down. And I'll be doing the sit down with him. Um, we last spoke 15 years ago. Wow. So that might be a little clue for somebody. Yeah, um, nice catch up. I think I know who it is. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few uh, eagle-eared uh, listeners out there that might... Uh, might on who it might, might. So and it's none of the it's none of the TWS crew I will say that it's not the TWS crew although the the door is open for Dan if he wants to come and join us one week the door is open you know you just need to open it yeah. and come through forbidden door is open come and join us <laughs> come. yeah but until then that is it for this week we're gonna sign off uh, now with the heart of a lion uh, it's the beginning of 2023. I can't end the show without playing Nikita Lions. Uh, that's it for us. We will be back next week with more TSC. Until then, stay tuned. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a review. It helps us find the rankings. And uh, we will see you next soon. For Stefan and for me, see you at the matches, guys. Take care.